Hey everybody, welcome to Tech Thoughts, a show about tech advice, short how-to, and why you should care. This is Season 3, Episode 22, or overall Episode 40. We have written an entire, like, TV series long season. Hi, I'm Jade. I'm the smart one. Uh, and I'm Art. I'm the cute one. Hey, if we hit 100 episodes, we'll get considered for syndication. Sick, sick, sick. Disclaimer, we are both smart and cute. So, I think at some point in the Wearables episode, and if not, then I'm just making this up. Did we mention batteries in the Wearables episode, or am I making that up? We talked about battery life, I guess. Well, coming off of that, today we'll be talking about batteries. But before we get into that topic, I have to plug our after show. You can find us live on our Instagram, at Tech Thoughts Podcast, every Friday at 8 p.m. ET. If we remember. If we remember, which we usually do, unless there's an event happening, like somebody's birthday. Mm-hmm. Or, if you want to check out something that doesn't require any remembering on our part, you could look at our website, which is, Jay? Techthoughts.gay. I cannot believe we paid for that. Okay, cool. Yes, yes you can. Anyway. <laughs> I kind of can. All right. All right. With that out of the way, love them, love them or hate them, they're ubiquitous in our mobile technology world. Is the battery in your phone the same kind that is in your car? God, I would hope not. Why do things get so hot when you charge them? How can a battery be powered by acid? Answers to that and more in this, right now, this episode. (laughs) Uh, Rechargeable batteries, which are also known as secondary cells, as opposed to batteries which are primary cells. How do they even work? Um, Oh, it's chemistry and uh, physics. So first, to explain electricity, you got protons, you got electrons, and you got neutrons, not the Jimmy kind. Uh, protons have a positive charge, electrons have a negative charge, and neutrons have no charge. Um, atoms like to stay in a neutral charge state, where the number of protons and electrons are equal to each other. If you remove an electron, the atom will look for one somewhere else, uh, as in another atom, to restore the balance. The flow of these electrons is, well, what we call electricity. When it comes to batteries, they kind of work like this. Uh, each of them have an anode, which is a negatively charged plate or whatever, a cathode, which is a positively charged plate, and an electrolyte, not Gatorade. In this case, electrolytes are like, well, no, like Gatorade, uh, a mineral or substance that produces an electrically conducting solution when dissolved in a solvent. Um, so technically, salt water counts, since it's salt in water. Okay, so I've already had a lot of thoughts. One of sure. them being that I would now like to see a Gatorade-powered battery. The other being... Gamer batteries now filled with G Fuel. That's what G Fuel is. Sorry, go on. That sounds... You're joking, but, like, that sounds great. Um, And also, is the whole negative charge, positive charge thing why the ends of batteries are, like, labeled, like, positive and negative? Yes. Oh, cool. Okay. Go on. Cool, cool. Um, the anode is negative due to an excess of of electrons, which makes it negative. The cathode has, well, no electrons. Naturally, the anode wants to stabilize to a neutral charge, so it wants to throw its electrons at the cathode, because it has too many and the other thing has none. Uh The electrolyte kind of works as a buffer. It allows you to control the flow of these electrons, and therefore uh, allow those electrons to only flow when you actually need power. But rechargeable batteries are special in that this reaction can be reversed to put those electrons back in the anode. Uh, Reversibility really depends on what chemicals you use in the battery, but it does cause damage to those chemicals over time, and therefore, at some point, no matter what battery it is, it won't be able to hold the charge. So all rechargeable batteries degrade? Yes. Unfortunate. Indeed. One of the oldest rechargeable battery technologies relied on, like, nickel metal. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nickel, rather... uh, 
the combination of nickel and cadmium, which are used as the, the plates, the electrodes. Mm-hmm. Nickel, cadmium batteries have a few positives. They can handle a high number of cycles, meaning discharge, recharge. Um, can be fast charged with like no stress, and, and they have a very long shelf life and work just fine in low temperatures. But they have awful energy density. And they are the batteries that hold memory, in the sense that if you don't fully discharge them, um, you when you try charging them, they might only charge partially. Oh, are those gumsticks? Or is that how gumsticks work? Gumsticks, gumsticks count as those, yes. Yeah, okay. Sort of. Uh, technically, gumsticks are actually uh, nickel metal hydride batteries, which we're going to talk about right now. Okay, cool. Yeah. They are an iterative improvement from uh, nickel cadmium with a 40% higher energy density, but they have worse self-discharge rates. Yes, both of these batteries and all rechargeable batteries self-discharge over time. You can't stop those electrons from moving. Yeah, so worse self- uh, when you say worse self-discharge rates, you mean they, they will lose their charge Faster. fairly quickly. Yeah. Yes. Even if you're not using them. Mm-hmm. Um, nickel metal hydride are basically all of the rechargeable AA, AAA, and gumstick batteries that you've probably seen. And for anyone who doesn't know what gumstick batteries are, since I just sort of threw that out there, uh, they're these sort of like flat looking batteries. Um, they're used in like the later 90s portable Walkmans, uh, and I hate them with a burning passion <laughs> for, uh, for a lot of the reasons that we just talked about, which is they do not hold a charge, and when you want to use them, they never have one. <laughs> yeah, they're junk. By the way, speaking of like double A's, triple A's, and any non-rechargeable alkaline batteries, don't charge them. Um, they can generate hydrogen gas, which is highly explosive, and you're putting that near electricity, which can go boom. I'm really glad you just answered that without me having to try it in real life, because that would have been bad. Yeah, I would have missed you. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, but rechargeable batteries that you likely deal with every day are lithium-based batteries. Like lithium, the thing that's used as medication, and it's highly dangerous. Poison. Yeah, Lithium. Lithium kind of holds the distinction of being the lightest metal and one of the least dense but solid elements. Mm-hmm. Additionally, it has a high electrochemical potential, meaning it has a high uh, energy density, meaning it can just be, have more power than the other ones. Lithium batteries are really lithium-ion batteries, and that distinction is important. Uh, lithium ions aren't the base metal and are therefore far less reactive than lithium, uh, as in dangerous, provided certain precautions are met when charging and discharging... Meaning, whenever your phone complains that you can't charge because it's overheating, don't force it. Bad. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, the lithium atoms slash ions, which they are once they're ionized, act as the anode. So compared to nickel cadmium or nickel metal hydride, um, lithium ion batteries can deliver up to three times higher voltage and also have lower maintenance needs as they have no memory effect. So you can just charge them whenever you need. Don't deep discharge lithium ion it's like i do anything you want except kill it faster that being said i will ask does uh because you you mentioned charging cycles mm-hmm. um which i don't know if this is the case for all lithium ion batteries or just the ones found in apple products but usually like the benchmark i hear a lot in like apple products is like 1000 uh before you start seeing like significant degradation is a charge cycle like any time you charge it or only when it's charged from like zero to full so, we normally mean zero to full. Partial okay. charges kind of count. You, you calculate them to how much you've, you've discharged. It's, there is this lovely graph um, at this website called Battery University that kind of shows you 
lithium ion should never really reach below 20% because then you're you're reaching the point where it degrades faster. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, no, full cycles means full from 0 to 100. Okay. Yeah. Lithium ion batteries, by the way, have a very low self-discharge rate. Only 1% to 2% a month, which is kind of great. Yeah. Yeah. Downsides include that in low temperatures, they don't charge. If they're below freezing, it doesn't work. Um, they also seem to lose power very quickly in low temperatures. Higher temperatures are better for the battery delivering power, but it'll shorten its life. They also have a tendency to overheat and can be damaged at those high voltages, which can lead to fires. That's not good. No, no fun. Why the hell do they even get so hot in the first place? We'll get to that later. Okay, sweet. We'll get to that a lot more in our next episode on quick charging tech, but for now. So, so lithium-ion has a tendency to overheat um, and can be damaged at high voltages, but um, they can also be damaged by other things, like short circuits. Mm-hmm. In the case of an external short circuit, as in the cathode and anode being bridged externally, such as being stabbed by a knife or something, if you're a weirdo like that, or on YouTube and you want to get some likes, this bridging causes the battery to create heat, swell, expand, and release gas, which may very well catch fire. Lithium-ion batteries can also swell due to old age or high heat and deep discharge. The swelling is dangerous and is a result of, well, gas building up between those paper layers. And those layers deteriorate over time, which can lead to explosion. You should not try charging batteries that are swelling. Um, Lithium-ion batteries also use a liquid electrolyte, um, but there are lithium polymer batteries, which are similar, but they use a dry, solid, porous, chemical, or gel-like electrolyte. Mm-hmm. Um, this lets them be like more low-profile, like thinner, and flexible. They also have a much lower like chance of leaking electrolytes during a thermal runaway <coughs> explosion, um, making them slightly safer. They also have a lower lifespan than lithium-ion batteries, and lower energy density, as in capacity. Um... But they are more lightweight, so you can just make that up by stacking more of them together. Mm-hmm. So, doesn't matter. Um, they also have a much lower self-discharge rate than regular lithium-ion batteries, which you may have noticed if you have a portable battery bank, because they just kind of keep their charge forever. Um, as, a, as a little aside, that battery bank I let you use whenever when we went out last. Yeah. I, I haven't charged that thing since 2018. <laughs> oh no, that's fair. The brick, um, the, the which is my what I call my portable bat- battery bank, the brick, um, mm-hmm. I think... I don't know. I, I use it pretty frequently, but I also, I've noticed that it doesn't seem to discharge at all, which is kind of cool. So, yeah. yeah. Why don't more things use those? Um, lower energy density. That's fair. Yeah, like, you want your phone to, to last long. In what way? Do you want it to last long, like, its lifespan as, a, as having a battery in it? Or do you want it to last long, like, why you're using it in the short term until you replace it? Yeah, most people care about the latter. Yeah, which is a shame. Um, alright, now let's move on, or I guess back, to what was the first uh, rechargeable battery technology ever invented. The Plant Plant battery uh, from 1859. The Plant battery, as in created by French physicist Gaston Plant. Uh, I hate sorry, Art, I'm so sorry. Um, uh, Plant invented the lead acid battery. Yeah, battery filled with acid, yes. That doesn't, um, that just sounds dangerous. What, you haven't ever tried to get rid of a body by sticking it in a battery? <laughs> um, anyway. <laughs> no, no. Tech Thoughts um, is not responsible for any uh, police... Uh, <laughs> um, we're not responsible for the police. No, we're not. You're right. 
Tech Thoughts is not responsible for any trouble you may run into into with the police if you take our body disposal method seriously, because we are not licensed murderers. Indeed, battery disposal is a different thing. Anyway, lead acid batteries are an old technology, but they are inexpensive on a cost per watt basis and are still in use today in things like vehicles, cars, uh, car batteries, um, and uninterruptible power supplies. A uh, quick note to that electric cars... I'm not what I'm talking about here. I mean regular car batteries, the 12-volt one. Like, electric yeah. cars use large lithium-ion packs. Okay. Yeah. Um, and they're also used in uninterruptible power supplies, uh, UPSs. The lead in these batteries is actually a lead alloy, which is usually mixed with um, antimony, calcium, tin, or selenium. Um, these mixes improve their deep discharge performance, which is kind of important, as they really can only last around 300 cycles. Mm-hmm. Or they're worthless. Um, um, the acid in this mix, which is just the electrolyte, is a 40% sulfuric acid water solution. Okay, it's only 40%. That's fine. It's only 40% acid. I don't think it'll kill you too fast. No, yeah, um, it's fine. Yeah. Lead acid batteries can also not be fast charged. Um, but a full charge of lead acid can take between 14 and 16 hours, and the battery must be stored in a full state of charge, as, as low charge situations cause uh, sulfation, which is the generation of small sulfate crystals which appear on the anode. This loss of sulfur results in degradation, similar to lithium ion in high heat. They do, however, work very well in cold temperatures, especially when you compare them to lithium ion. So can I be really honest? Yeah, what's up? I don't understand how car batteries work. What do you mean? As in, I understand that your car has a thing that's called a battery, but, like, you don't charge your car. Yes, you do. You, yes, do? you do? When? Your car charges itself. Your car is doing a lot more than just being a car. It's a generator. There is a part in it known as the alternator, which generates power yes. as the engine spins. The alternator charges the battery, which in turn powers the electronics in the car. Cool. Yeah, cars are really just gas generators. Cool. Gas generators on wheels. Yes. Anything else? Yes. No, sort of. There's, there's, a, there's like sort of rechargeable battery technology we haven't talked about, but it's not a battery. It is, in fact, a supercapacitor. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't sound like a real thing. <laughs> Why not? Well, is it because it's the word super? <laughs> I know. It's because I think I'm just used to capacitors being... I'm thinking of something from Back to the Future right now, but I don't know what it is. Flux capacitors. Flux capacitors, yes. I'm used to, I'm used to capacitor being used... In conjunction with the word flux, and those are not real things. Flux is a real thing. Capacitors are a real thing. Those things do not go together. <laughs> flux is a compound you use when soldering. Anyway. <laughs> go on. Um, so, supercapacitors. They will not help you with your time travel, but they can kind of work um, as batteries in certain situations. Uh, in fact, they are used in some styli, such as the Galaxy Note series stylus and some of Lenovo's laptops. Normal capacitors work by separating two metal plates separated by a non-conductive substance. Some examples of a non-conductive substance are Teflon, Mylar, Mica, and porcelain. Okay. These plates have a positive and negative charge, and electrons are pushed through the uh, non-conductive material when a charge is applied, which then accumulates on the positive side. Sounds like a battery. Um, almost. Supercapacitors do the same thing, but on a much larger scale. The metal plates are surrounded by a solution of positive and negative ions, which build up during charging. That buildup on the surface can deliver electricity. They hold far less power than lithium-ion batteries, and really all batteries, but they don't degrade. You can charge them for thousands of cycles with no problem. So how are they not batteries? 
they don't hold as much power. Okay. Um, the real problem is that they will discharge fast enough, which doesn't matter for supercapacitors too much, because in the case of these styluses, nope, styli? Styli. Yeah, in the case of these styli, once you plug them in, they basically charge like that, because capacitors are fast in charging. Got it. But it matters if you try to use this in, like, a car. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Back to the hot thing. Why does that happen? That's unspecific, but... <laughs> we try to well, you're the, the hot thing, but why do batteries get hot? Oh, I would have said the same about you, but fair enough. It's resistance. When batteries charge, you are pushing electrons back to the anode, which naturally must encounter resistance through the electrolyte. The charging process pushes past this, but that resistance will still generate heat. So you're basically- they just basically don't like that you're shoving them back. Well, technically batteries don't like that you're shoving them forward either, but you're doing it. <laughs> they're very- they're very, um, temperamental, one might say. Um, we'll have more conversations on how temperamental batteries are when charging in our next episode on fast charging tech. But for now... Yeah, for now, that's all the time that we have for you guys today. This episode was literally written, I think, because Jade started providing context for the whole fast charging thing, and then it got too long, and then we were like, well, let's just have an episode on batteries. Which, to be fair, I think is probably a good idea, even though I swear we've done this before, but Jade is, has reassured me several times that it's just because apparently she's ranted about batteries to me in her free time, which, you know, sounds like something we'd do. I don't know. Um... But I guess really, this is another one of those informational episodes. The major ta like practical takeaways are really just don't let your phone battery get to 20% constantly. Charge your phone, you heathens, and also unplug things when they're done charging. Yes. Those are two big takeaways in the practical sense. Uh, like we said, our next episode is going to be on fast charging tech, uh, which I know literally nothing about, so that'll be fun. And in the meantime, you can find us on our Instagram at Tech Thoughts Podcast, where we will hopefully have an after show this week and not forget about it. Um, and it, if we do, it'll be at 8 p.m. ET. Or you can check out our website to see the links to some of the stuff that we talked about in this episode. And our website is... Jade? Techthoughts.gay? $60? $60. $60? Is that what we paid for it? How much did we pay for, the, how much no, did no, we pay no, for that no, URL? No. That, was, that was the web thing. It was much less. It's like 30 Okay, $30. Some amount of money well spent. But yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye-bye.